Welcome to The Man Chair, where two guys debate their best of lists in sports, TV, movies, music, and more. Our co-hosts, Brian Page and Jason Rogers, are lifelong friends who grew up three houses apart. They won the childhood lottery, being kids in a small Midwest town playing sports from sunup to sundown before social media was a thing. So sit back in your man chair, go back in time to when life was more simple, and join us as we debate our best of lists each week. And be sure to go directly to our Facebook page at themanchair.com and tell us what we got wrong. Share your own list or email us with suggestions for the next episode. Now on to the show. All right, welcome listeners. We are really excited, at least I am, to talk about the best five Super Bowl player performances since 1985. Jason, are you thrilled for for this conversation? Yeah, I mean, it's going to be fun to talk about football, but this is a <laughs> a list where the Broncos make a lot of the a lot of the top fives and not in a good way. I, I'm a I'm a Broncos fan, by the way. I, and let's and that's not you know you're you're really kind of underplaying um, how much of a fan you are. So I, it's important that we provide some context for the people out there that that don't know you well. So, so I'm I go back to Wilmington, and Jason's got this brand new, beautiful tattoo of what ended up being a week later of the Durham Bulls because. <laughs> Because the Broncos tattoo and the Durham Bulls tattoo was basically the same thing. And then a week after Jason gets that tattoo, they completely change their logo and their color blue. That's it. That, that makes it even worse. It's not That's even not like, true at all. Yes, the Broncos it, tattoo has a horse coming out of the D. It, Durham Bulls has a bull. They're two completely different animals. And it wasn't a week later. It wasn't much longer, but it wasn't a week later. Oh, either. Sorry. Sorry. 11 days. Anyway. Uh, it, all right. Hey, after they switched <laughs> logos, they won back to back Super Bowl. So I'm fine with it. Plus, <laughs> it just it just proves I was a fan way before that. That's no, that's that's very true. Yeah, because because there's no time in history where you have to prove that you're a true Denver Bonk Bronco fan. <laughs> no time like today. Let's get on with this list. <laughs> um, oh, and by the way, I hopefully our listeners agree. We need to stop with using Roman numerals for Super Bowls. I don't know what these mean anymore. I had to look almost all of them up. We need let's replace the Roman numerals with numbers. Can we Jason? Should we can we agree on that? Yeah, that's fine with me. I mean, I, I'm good up through the 30s, but once they start putting L's in there, I don't know what they're talking about. So I'm just writing down the numbers. <laughs> All right. So as we normally do, we're going to start outside looking in. Um, you know, for for me, one that stuck out was former Buckeye great Malcolm Smith, Super Bowl 48, nine tackles, an interception return for a touchdown, a fumble recovery. Uh, and you know, he, and he led the Seahawks to a dominant victory over the Denver Broncos, 43 to eight um a couple more uh terrell davis super bowl 32 uh he i know he's on your list jason mm-hmm. and i know doug williams is on your list so i won't mm-hmm. i won't say more um but but those two were just on the outside you know look looking in for me um and joe montana super bowl 19 there's another one um that i know was just mm-hmm. on, on my list outside looking in and and major so I, I won't share anything else my number five was Nick Foles, Super Bowl 52. Right now, first the numbers, 28 for 43, 373 passing yards, three touchdowns, and this receiving touchdown. And they're going to snap it, and it's Trey Burton who throws caught. Foles, touchdown. Foles 
going to sneak over here. Direct snap. Everybody comes up. And here we go. What a play call by Doug Peterson. This play call has a chance to be remembered as one of the all-time greats. Just That was receiving, right? He was a quarterback. Now, obviously, Super Bowl MVP. Led the victory over the Philadelphia Eagles, 41-33. That's not what made this exceptional. What made it exceptional is he was the backup quarterback. Jason, who was your number five? Uh, number five, I had another backup quarterback, Doug Williams. Okay. Super Doug Bowl Williams. 22. Jay Schrader gets hurt earlier that year, and uh, Williams steps in and leads the Washington Redskins to a convincing 42-10 victory over my Denver Broncos. Um, that wasn't a fun game to watch for me. Denver actually had a lead in that game. Good first quarter for them. Uh, yeah, actually, it's very good first third play. Quarter, third. third quarter, fourth quarter was good. How'd the second quarter go? Not great. Brian, um, we gave up 35 points in the second quarter. Um, and Doug Williams was 18 of 29 for 340 yards. And in that second quarter, he threw four touchdown passes. In the second quarter, he threw four touchdown passes. So, uh, yeah, we were winning that game until the second quarter started and it ended up being 42 to 10. So, yay. <laughs> right. My number four, another great story. It's Kurt Warner. His story's so great. There's actually a movie made after him and, and it's another great movie. And I can't believe I didn't include it in my favorite football list of all time. I am kicking myself for that. Uh, but anyway, Super Bowl 34, and uh, he went 24 for 45, 414 passing yards. Uh, and, and obviously there's that, you know, the second touchdown pass was that iconic pass to, to Isaac Bruce. 27, Warner back to throw. Rainbow's the far sideline, and it is caught by Isaac Bruce. Makes him on to the 30. But what makes his performance so special is that, that his career was spent for the most part, in the in the Arena Football League, primarily playing for the Iowa Barnstormers. He was actually yeah. bagging groceries at one point. Um, he eventually makes the NFL after getting cut a couple times. Um, not well, not making the team, you know, not making the Packers and not making the Bears. And um, you know, he's like the third stringer the year before the Super Bowl, and then he starts the the next year as the backup. And, uh, you know, in, in training camp, I think it was Trent Green that tears his ACL. He's the starter. Yeah. They go with him, and he ends up leading them to the Super Bowl. Yeah, and then he ends up in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Who was your number four? Um, well, number four, I have Phil Simms from Super Bowl 21. Who, who, did, against, he, who did they play? They played the Broncos in that game. <laughs> um. We were winning that game at halftime. Can you believe that? We were up 10 to 9 at halftime. And then the second After half Rutledge started. Got the first down, Parcells' next call was for Sims to pass the Giants to a championship. 
Sims led the Giants to scores on five straight second-half possessions in one of the best performances by a quarterback in Super Bowl history. So, Phil Sims was 22-25. And, I mean, I don't know numbers that well, but that sounds pretty good. <laughs> 88% was a Super Bowl record, actually a postseason record in the NFL. He ended up with three three touchdown passes. And the Giants beat the Broncos 39 to 20. It's, so it is hard to go 22 for 25 if you're just playing pitch and catch. Like, yeah, what, I know. What was going on with their secondary that game? Not much, obviously. So uh yeah, Phil Sims number four against the Broncos. My number three. Tom, oh, God, I hate saying it. I'm, I'm not a Tom Brady hater. I know some people are Tom Brady haters, but I live in Atlanta now, so this makes it a little painful. Tom Brady, Super Bowl 51, 2017. Mm -hmm. I need to apologize to any Falcons listeners. I know this is painful. Uh, 43 for 62 passes. Uh, <laughs> I, I heard a rumor his last 10 passes were with his left arm because he was tired. 466 passing yards, a couple touchdowns. Um, you know, this and this was uh, the greatest comeback in the history of Super Bowls. Yeah. Down, down twenty-eight to three, um, in the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, that's right. I didn't. I, I forgot it was the middle of the third quarter. Yeah, uh, you know, and and then you know that that was his fifth Super Bowl MVP award. Just an obnoxious amount of Super Bowl. MVP. Is that good? I think. I think so. I think so. I celebrate my fantasy football victories with yeah. ring. I can't More imagine Super Bowl have... MVPs than other players have Super Bowl wins. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. Yeah, whatever. Uh, who, was your, who was your number three? Uh, number three was Joe Montana from Super Bowl nineteen. Montana slips and slides. He does it well. He'll get the first down. Yeah, More. yeah. Montana. He's been doing that ever since. Mm, he this came is uh, Dan Marino's only Super Bowl appearance, and I think it was his second year. So I'm sure he thought he was going to go to a lot more, but it, this is the only one he he went to, and he ran into Joe Montana, who went 24 of 35 for a then Super Bowl record 331 yards and three touchdowns, and Montana ran for 59 yards and a touchdown, which was a then Super Bowl record of rushing yards for a quarterback. Joe Montana at one point held the record for most rushing yards by a quarterback in a Super Bowl. San Francisco racked up. 537 yards and end up beating the brakes off the Dolphins 38-16. Speaking of the Niners, um, my number two was uh, Steve Young, Super Bowl 29. Now, when I give you these numbers, I want you to imagine that he's on your FanDuel DFS team, you know, the single game where you choose five players, you have an MVP worth 1.5 points. So Young they won. Obviously, they beat the Chargers 49 to 26. He went 24 for 36, 325 passing yards, and six yeah. touchdown passes. Yeah. He completed 24 passes, and six of them were touchdowns. It's unbelievable. It's, yeah, it's unreal. This is a quick reminder to go directly to our Facebook page at themanchair.com 
and tell us what we got wrong, share your own list, or email us with topic suggestions for the next episode. Now back to the show. Who is your number two? Uh, number two is Terrell Davis. Had to put a Bronco up there. Yeah. Uh, Super Bowl 32. Davis, outside the 40. 35, 30. TD down the sideline. Inside the 25. Still on his feet. Inside the 20. Inside the 15. First down, Denver. TD right now. Making a Against lot of the Packers, where Elway finally gets his Super Bowl win. Um, He had 157 rushing yards and uh, Super Bowl record three touchdowns. Most of you probably remember him from this game for having the migraine where he yeah. couldn't see in the second quarter at halftime. I think they gave him some medicine. He was fine. The rest of the game, obviously he ended up being a Super Bowl MVP. He had runs of 27 and 17 yards did uh tack on eight receiving yards, but most importantly, he got the, the Super Bowl win for John Elway in Super Bowl 32 and Terrell Davis was my number two. My, my number one was again, a, a Joe Montana. Uh, but this was Super Bowl 24. And do you remember that game, Jason? Super Bowl 24? Uh, yeah, I remember that game. So my number one was. <laughs> so it was a just thrashing of the Broncos. Yeah. 55 to 10. Yeah. Uh, 22 of 29, 297 passing yards and five touchdown passes. Did yeah. he play? Did did he play in the fourth quarter or did they have the backup in by then? Do you remember? I don't, rem- I don't remember. I blacked out about mid-third quarter of that game. <laughs> Who was your number one? Uh, number one, I had another 49er, Jerry Rice in Super Bowl twenty-three. Yeah. Uh, against our Bengals. Both of yeah. us are Bengals fans growing Thanks up for around Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah, that was a heartbreaker. Um, yeah. I don't want to. Let's not talk about that in much detail. Maybe yeah. just the numbers. He uh, ended up 11 catches for 215 yards mm. and uh, had a 14-yard touchdown in the third quarter of that game. And that's probably mostly remembered for the John Taylor touchdown at the end. Yeah, thanks for, to, thanks for adding that exclamation, yeah, be, Mark. Hey, I've been getting beat up this whole list. That's true. That, yeah. is, that is very true. And, and when yeah, you- Jerry, Jerry Rice was not my number one. Well, one of these days we'll we'll do a, a top five wide receivers of all time, and we both know that that Jerry Rice is going to make that list. But in the meantime, oh, yeah. we know that this uh, podcast is being released uh, just prior to the Super Bowl. So rather than using the randomizer, we we need to do another Super Bowl episode. So you walk into your Super Bowl party, kind of refreshed, regu- ready to you know share some stats with some buddies, um, debate some of your own lists. Uh, so we're going to do. Uh, the most heartbreaking losses since 1985. So the next episode of the top five most heartbreaking losses um, since 1985. And you can also turn that around and say top five greatest wins. You know what would be good about that list? What's that? Denver gets crushed. So (laughs) there's no heartbreaking Denver losses. That's true. So we're not going to be talking about the Broncos. That's, we either that's, win or we get destroyed. So I'm looking forward to that one. Oh, well, hopefully our listeners are as well. I know, I know I am. Until next time, be well. Don't move on just yet. If you enjoyed the show, hit that five-star rating, drop a comment, and share this episode with your friends and family. Doing so makes a big difference in growing the Man Chair community. And go directly to our Facebook page at themanchair.com and tell us what we got wrong. Share your own list and email us with topic suggestions for the next show. The Man Chair is sponsored by Modern Husbands. 
go to modernhusbands.com and subscribe to their newsletter for ideas to manage money and the home as a team sent to your inbox every two weeks. That's modernhusbands.com. Until next week, be well.